Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. I'd like to start off today and read a quote. Uh, this is from Rick Warren. And here's what he said. He said, 2,000 years ago in the Middle East, an event occurred that permanently changed the world. Because of that event, history was split. Every time you write a date, you're using the resurrection of Jesus Christ as a focal point. Isn't that interesting? And so I I was thinking about that. Even in our 8.30 service, I was sitting there and I was looking over my notes while I was sitting down. And I just thought, you know, when, when an agnostic or even an atheist writes a date down without really knowing it, they're actually acknowledging that Jesus was raised from the dead. I mean, th- this is like a huge event, the resurrection. And so before the resurrection, um, uh, of course, it was a lot different. But after the resurrection, it's very interesting to note that's when everything changed and the biggest event in history was not a politician, it wasn't a war, it wasn't an iconic leader not named Jesus, but the biggest event in history and the event that actually changed before and after with a dating system was the resurrection of Jesus. There isn't any event like it. So here's some of the condition of the world uh, before the resurrection. This is the way the world was before. I'm going to just talk about four things, but there's more. But here's one thing. It was spiritually dead. And you see this in, in Ephesians, it says, and Colossians, it says, and you were dead in trespasses and sins. And then Colossians, and you who were dead in your trespasses. So we're not talking about the earth. We're talking about people. So every person on the earth before Jesus came, he died and he was buried and he rose again from the dead. Every single person on the earth, according to what the Bible says, and I do believe the Bible, they were dead in their trespasses and sins. That's one of the conditions, and that's a root condition. That uh, that whole uh, dead in sins affected everything. When people are dead in their sins, they're different than they are, as we heard from our testimony, when you have Jesus Christ as Lord, it will change you. So that's one thing the world was. So here's what we can say about Christianity. Uh, Christianity isn't about like picking a church because it's the right thing to do. That's not what Christianity is. Christianity is a true spiritual birth. It's a supernatural spiritual birth. So when you talk about Christianity, we're talking about something supernatural, not a building that you choose to attend, but it is a supernatural experience that happens when we receive Jesus as Lord. So it includes supernatural transformation somebody that with all their heart says, yes, Lord, I receive you and receives Jesus, that is a new birth. They're born 
in the spiritual realm brand new. And transformation starts at that moment. It happened to me about 43 years ago. I can attest to it. It's powerful and it's supernatural. These that are being baptized today, it happened in their lives. The second thing concerning the world before the resurrection and Jesus paid the price that he did for us is it was under a curse. So in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13, it says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So this curse of the law that we're reading about here, uh, what the way that the world was, especially over in Israel, they had a law, a set of laws. And Jesus, when he came to earth, he walked amongst the Jews. And, but yet this affected the entire earth, this curse of the law. The curse of the law was a set of rules and things that people had to do. Do this and don't do that. that. And so when somebody did not obey, they did what they shouldn't do or they didn't do what they should do, they sinned and then the curse of the law could come on them. So this curse that came on them, it, the result of it was failure, poverty and sickness and it was based upon their performance, their behavior. So that's the way the world was before Jesus came to redeem mankind. And uh, people were very conscious about themselves and their willpower and what they can do on their own to do everything just right. That's before Christ. Now, it would be good for all Christians, and it would even probably be good uh, if, if all Christians would focus so much on Jesus uh, and really understand what happened on the inside, that's what you call supernatural transformation where our behavior changes, but it's not our willpower. It's something supernatural. It starts on the inside. God works on the inside of us and our desires change, our want-tos change. We no longer want to do things we did. Our desires change. And, and so this is something then that would cause us to actually behave in a way that they couldn't behave before Christ. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law, which means that we're not going to be punished, but he also has empowered us from the inside out for a behavior change supernaturally. Here's the third thing concerning the world before Jesus came and redeemed us. They were pray for the devil. John 10 and verse 10, it says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So before Christ and before the resurrection, the entire population of the earth, they did not understand that there was an evil one, a devil. And the devil is the one that would kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to change that. He came to give life and life more abundantly. But because there was a lack of understanding, and we even heard it uh, in the testimony today, that you wonder, well, why does God allow this and why does God do that and what is, and, and, and of course, if you do believe there is a devil and the Bible says he's a liar, 
he was a liar from the beginning. He is the liar of all liars. Of course, he'll lie to people, and when they don't know God and something happens in their life, the devil will say, well, God did that. God did that to you. And he'll blame God. But see, Jesus made it really clear that he came to give life and life more abundantly. And so everything can turn around when we receive him into our lives. And we also have understanding who's good and who's bad. Jesus is good and the devil's bad. God is good and the devil's bad. The devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus wants to give life and life more abundantly. Amen. Praise God. And then the fourth thing, and I like to say there's many of these, but we're, we're not going to look at all of them. But these are some of the big things. The world without Jesus and before the resurrection, it was without God and hope. Ephesians 2, 1, 12, A and C. Uh, it says, in those days you were li uh, living, sorry, apart from Christ, you lived in this world without God and without hope. And that's me for the first 23 years of my life. Even though we were at church every Sunday, I, ha I did not have God. I was just at church without God because I wasn't born again. I wasn't born of the Spirit. And so I was without hope. So for 23 years, especially when I finished school, my purpose in life was to work, to make money, to pay my bills, uh, and to what I thought back then was to have fun, what I thought fun was. And uh, it was shallow. It, it uh, really wasn't fun. I think fun is totally something different today with him. So now, these last 43 years of my life, since I've had him, I live for him because he got on the inside of me. And I'm not talking about just doing the work of the ministry. I'm talking about living for him, loving him because the way he loved us. So here's what we said so far. Without the resurrection, the world was spiritually dead, under the curse of the law, dominated by the devil, and godless and hopeless. Now here's a quote. It says this, the resurrection completes the inauguration of God's kingdom. It is the decisive event demonstrating that God's kingdom really has been launched on earth as it is in heaven. The message of Easter is that God's new world has been unveiled in Jesus Christ and that you're now invited to belong to it. Now I like that, and I especially like God's new world. It's something that never existed until Christ. There was a world, and there were nations, and there were ethnic groups, and they were, of course, all different, but then Jesus came, and there is a new world that began, and I'm actually calling this today the birth of a new world as we look into a few more things before we have our water baptisms. But once Jesus came to the earth, there really are now two main groups on the earth. I know there's nations and nations fight and there's ethnic groups and I, I know all that, but God looking down, he sees those that are alive spiritually and those that are not alive spiritually. 
And God knows the solution to everything in the world would be if everyone received Jesus as Lord and everyone was alive spiritually, we would not even be talking about some of the issues in today's world. If every person on the earth was born again, I don't think racism would exist. But people that are behind racism, I doubt very much if they know the Lord Jesus. You see, and that, it, so the Lord Jesus and receiving him is the solution to everything. Where you see people as spiritual, we're spirit, soul, and body. I see your heart. You have, your heart's beautiful. You're born again, and I, I can see Christ in you. I'm not looking at your skin color, etc. See, it's, it's, this, it, it's the solution for everything. So, the resurrection of Jesus, here's what it assures. We have been freed from the penalty of sin. Our sins are washed away. We become new creatures in Christ. We become the righteousness of God in Christ. We are given a heavenly seat in Christ. Death no longer has dominion over us. We will live forever in Christ. We can rule and reign in Christ, and we enter into and belong to the family of God. That's just some of the benefits of being in Christ. So here's, here's a quote from Sinclair Ferguson. He said, we are adopted into God's family through the resurrection of Christ from the dead, in which he paid all our obligations to sin, the law, and the devil, in whose family we once lived. Our old status lies in his tomb. A new status is ours through the resurrection. And with that said there, I'd like to just transition over and talk about how is water baptism related to Jesus' resurrection. And so you notice in that quote, um, if you just go back to that quote, it says, our old status lies in the tomb. A new status is ours through his resurrection. And so water baptism, and how does it relate to the re Jesus' resurrection? Well, our old status, it symbolizes when we go down into the water and us dying, and then when we come out, it symbolizes our new status. That's in very simple terminology. But water baptism is a command instituted by Jesus and the early apostles. Water baptism symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Water baptism is far more than a ritual or religious exercise. It is intended to be an essential part of the spiritual foundation of Christians. So Jesus himself, he made it really clear to us what he thought about water baptism in Matthew 28 and verse 19, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So we can say that when we're doing water baptism, we're following a command that Jesus gave. And then you jump down to Peter in the early church in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and uh, just for a little simple clarity about repent and be baptized when he says to repent would he mean to that you have to think about every 
everything you've done wrong that you could remember, like every possible thing you've ever done wrong, and repent of that. Well, I, I know when I received Jesus as Lord, there's no way that I could have even remembered everything I did wrong because I was pretty bad. So there was no way I could make a list. And, and, and actually, after I was, became a Christian, the Lord brought some things back to my remembrance so I could go fix some things with people because I forgot how many people I really did hurt. But he brought it back to me, and I went, and I fixed it. So I don't think that's what he's talking about. See, what he's talking about, like, let's, let's like use the Jewish people for an example. The Jewish people had their trust in the law. That's where they put their trust. So when Jesus came to the earth, when he said repent, repent means to have a change of mind and heart. It's like doing a turn. When Jesus told them to repent, it was like turning this way and putting your faith in something else. So the first doctrine in the book of Hebrews is that you repent from dead works. A dead work, it doesn't say to repent from individual sin, it said dead works. In other words, uh, anything dead can't help you. So you want to turn from what's dead. The Jews had to turn from the law and they had to put faith in Christ. So when he says repent, turn from what you trusted, put trust in the right thing, receive Jesus as Lord and be baptized. That's, that's, what, that's what he's saying there. Okay, so water baptism symbolizes a believer's death to sin and resurrection in Christ. So um, in, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, here's what it says. It says, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we should, be, we should walk in newness of life. So when you look at that, buried with him through baptism into death, as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. So here's what we can say. If you go down under water, you can't breathe. It's a picture of death, right, going under the water. And the grave, it's always been that, going underwater. So if someone is held under the water for a long time, and we used to do that growing up, um, we had a swimming pool, and I was the second oldest. We had seven boys, so I, we picked on our younger brothers, and sometimes we just held them under the water a little bit to scare them. But when you let them back up, the first thing they would do is <gasps> like that. So baptism, you go under, and it symbolizes, you know, death. It symbolizes burial and death when you're going under. We're not, don't be concerned, we're not going to hold you under real long. <laughs> but I just remember how the big, the big intake of air. So I remember when Jesus, after he was risen from the dead and he walked on the earth for a short time, before he ascended up into heaven, he breathed on his disciples and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them. So when we think about these scriptures that we're reading, what baptism, water baptism symbolizes, going down symbolizes death and burial, but coming up is like, you, you know, think about breathing in, it's like, it symbolizes the life of God that has come 
on the inside of you when you made Jesus your Lord. It symbolizes supernatural birth. It symbolizes supernatural transformation. So we could say this, that... Um, well, let's just read this next scripture and I'll say it. Romans chapter 6 and verse 5, it says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. And so, of course, he died, but he overcame sin and death, and so now he's alive, but he's alive spiritually. So coming out of the water symbolizes life, spiritual life. So a friend of mine, about 40 years ago, he walked outside. We were, we were at Bible school at the time, and he walked outside on Easter morning, and he was going to take his morning jog, and he said, happy, res it was on Easter Sunday, he said, happy resurrection day, Jesus. And he heard the Holy Spirit speak to him, and the Holy Spirit said, happy resurrection day to you, Tim. His name was Tim. And it kind of shocked him, because he thought, I'm kind of honoring God and, and kind of praising Jesus about he resurrected. That's what you do on Easter, say but then Jesus kind of confused him when he said, happy resurrection day to you. And he said, that's when my eyes opened and I realized that I have been resurrected and I am seated in Christ and I'm alive. It was something simple like that that opened his eyes. So when we have water baptism, it's, it's symbolic. So we could say this, um, water baptism is an outward sign of an inward grace that took place when you put faith in Jesus. It is symbolic, but it represents a powerful spiritual reality that is ours in Christ. So this practical application for all of us is going in the water is symbolic of death and burial. Before you resurrect, you know, you need to die. So going in the water represents that. But then coming out is symbolic of new life in Jesus. So we just read those two scriptures. If we just jump down to verse 11, here's what it says. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So that's the New King James. But in a few other translations, it makes it a little easier to understand. Here's another one. In the same way, you must think of yourselves as dead to the power of sin. And then the Amplified says, even so, consider yourselves also dead to sin and your relationship to it broken, but alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. So water baptism symbolizes something that already happened in your life. But yet Romans chapter 6 gives us practical instruction because uh, I've been around the world. We've lived on four continents, and there was a particular country we lived in, and the people that oversaw a particular church in that country, they looked at everyone who was going to be baptized. They studied them for weeks and months, and they had to be almost perfect to be baptized. And so it was really hard to get baptized in this particular church in this particular country because you had to do everything perfectly and you were being supervised by the leaders of the church. So there weren't a lot of baptisms because no one could really live up to it. Um, but see, 
we just saw in the scripture and let's go back to that scripture in Acts chapter 10 and verse 47 they just were born again and it says can anyone object to them being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit as we did in other words they just were born again it just happened so he gave orders for them to be baptized he didn't give orders and said watch these people for a couple weeks or months but he said baptize them because it's by grace through faith and it's a free gift okay so as we get ready today to have our water baptisms just a few other things we read this scripture consider yourselves also dead to sin and your relation to it broken so how can we apply this well we can here's what we can do we can reckon ourselves consider ourselves dead to sin in other words in the way I would do it I'm born again I'm a new creature in Christ I am dead to sin I've been cleansed everyone can do that and then everything of our past so everything in your past all for all Christians everything that you were and everything that you did before you received Jesus Christ when you receive him it's done and it's in the past that means everything done to you so if you're with us today and somebody did something to you and you have regrets everything is dead water baptism represents that but that happened when you received Jesus as Lord everything in your past is dead anything that anyone ever did to you that was traumatic it's dead everything is under the blood everything is cleansed by the blood anything that you regret no longer carry regret anything that you did before Christ and you regret it that's under the blood let go of all of it so when you come out of the water it symbolizes a brand new life a new life in Christ when you come out of the water that's what it symbolizes so just to summarize what we said today you must be born again to be water baptized baptism is a willful act an act of obedience and submission to God you are a Christian with or without water baptism I wasn't baptized for over a year after I was saved but I truly was saved and transformed it just happened that way salvation is through faith in Christ and his finished work it's not through water baptism and then baptism is symbolic of the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ so I'm gonna invite the worship team to come back up and then for you that are being baptized we have a public confession here on the screen and church family you're welcome to all say it. we're gonna say this together so this is a public confession for you that are being baptized so uh, I'll we'll just start off here I'll count to three and we're all gonna say this together there's two screens okay one two three I believe in one God the Father the Almighty maker of heaven and earth of all that is seen and unseen I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ the only Son of God eternally begotten of the Father through him all things were made he came to earth and died on the cross and rose on the third day he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father I believe in the Holy Spirit the eternal Spirit of God who proceeded from the Father and the Son 
I believe in one baptism, one Lord, one God, one Father, one church. I belong to Jesus and have also been baptized into his body and am a part of believers all over the world. I am dead to my past. His death is mine. I am alive with God's life and his purposes. Praise the Lord. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.